Update. Welcome back to another episode of Relative Reaction. Hello, hello. As always, I'm your host, Travis. I'm Mama Brynn. And we are so excited again to have you here for episode number 21. Ow! Blackjack! We're legally adults. Oh, We've hit 21, I, which is I, the total value of a six-sided die. Ew. We give a 21-gun salute this week to all of our veterans out there. Amen. It's the number of soul rays on the flag of Kurdistan. Oh. 21 is the number of trump cards in a tarot deck. Oh. And here in the U.S., it also means we're legal, bitches. <laughs> That's right, crack it. So let's drink up and I grab my beer for the episode. Ow! 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 Okay, so. I'm done. So. <laughs> I'm done now. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Good, good, awesome, good, good. Awesome. I got the amazing privilege yesterday, as a matter of fact, to go see the Impractical Jokers live. The comedy troupe of the Tenderloins. I'm jelly. And I actually got to meet Murr after the show. The only thing better would have been meeting Q, but you know, Murr's cool. Got his book signed, got to have a whole conversation and sit down. That was really fun to actually meet Murr after the show, get that privilege. That was an amazing time. It was a night of laughs. It really was. Good. It was one of those where you you don't stop laughing really the entire time. Just, just always something funny. Got was, a little, little jelly. I gotta admit, I like them guys. It was, it was fun to see. It were, I, and then, like I said, I need to meet. I wish I could have had the pleasure to meet them all. But you know, getting to go backstage and behind the scenes and meet more afterwards was just a, a, a once in a lifetime fun, fun opportunity. That's awesome. That is pretty sweet. I gotta admit. In sad news this week, did you hear about Stan Lee? I did. Passed away at 95. I thought that man was invincible. I didn't, I didn't think he was ever going to die. <laughs> thought he was his own little superhero. Huh? And I shouldn't be so shocked. I mean, he was 95, but, like, I don't know. He just he he seemed to, to be forever. a strong 95, did oh, he not? He was. He was still doing yes. cameos. I mean, for God's sake, he literally still was fully going. It was just it's a sad kind of shock. Yeah, it was. That was very shocking. So I know a couple weeks ago back for a Halloween episode, Oh, we yeah. had that story about the guy dressing up as, you know, a Nazi soldier in Adolf. Ugh, yes. Well, a couple in the UK took it a step further. I read this last week. Oh, Lord. They put the middle name as their child as Adolf. In honor of Hitler. Their, their words for it were because they, they're of uh, their admiration for Hitler. How do you admire Somebody who caused a genocide. Turns out they got sentenced this week because they were part of a banned neo-Nazi thing in England. Oh, shock, dismay. Which, I mean, they claimed, obviously, we are not part of But they faced trial and were sentenced this week to it. And then, obviously, with more details, they found out they had Ku Klux Klan pictures up and shit like that. I, I couldn't believe it. It just it, I, it caught my attention because we were just talking about that a couple weeks ago on the, on the Halloween episode. These... Neo-Nazi groups and such that honor Hitler. Have they ever read a book? I don't know what the hell they read. Okay, I mean, Pictures. you know, I'm I'm curious. Has they have they ever read a book? He didn't kill just Jewish folk. No. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. No, let's go get him. Uh, I don't know. People are crazy. People just make no sense to me. 
I'm against Jewish people, so Hitler's my hero. He killed more than Jewish you, you, oh, so people. Why are you against, uh, whatever. Anyway. Exactly. Thank well, so you. Why are you against Jewish people? What the hell have they ever done? That headline just caught my attention this week. Uh, yeah. Good, good. Uh, on a better side, a better headline that caught my attention was my boy Acuna got rookie of the year for the NL, baby. Oh. Sure did. Well, all right. I didn't know that. I was happy. I was so happy reading that. Did not know that. Yeah, he started releasing like the, the MLB players of the year on. He got rookie of the year for the NL. I was like, yes, that's my man. He did play. I mean, he had high expectations going in there, but I mean, he played even above those. Even Shipper said he was as good as it gets as a prospect. Sweet. That's have that kind Shipper of endorsement, Jones yeah. Saying you were as good as it gets as a prospect. That's that's, that's a, a hell of an, an endorsement there. I got to go to my niece's. Well, she's going to be my niece. At least Ronnie, you better. Um, my, my nephew's girlfriend is having a baby in between Christmas and January twelfth, I believe. So I got to go to her baby shower, and it was amazing. It really was. It was fun. It was decorated beautifully, and she's a wonderful, wonderful girl. Oh, you did nice. yourself awesome there, Ron John. That's cool to hear. I like hearing that. That's, that's awesome. She is. She's a very, Glad to hear very well. sweet girl. I've, I've gotten the privilege to meet her now. And obviously, my cousin, you know, growing up, always friends with him. More than just cousins, you know, actual yes. friends. And it was really great to see that, or hear, that it went over well with them. They deserve it. They're truly good. Yes, they are. Good kids. Good kids. If any of these Not headlines, kids anymore, but I'm still in my mind, you know. If any of these headlines grab your, grab your attention... Or any of them do grab your attention throughout the week, make sure you go over to our Facebook page, share them to us. Go over to our Twitter, share them to us. Go to our email, send them to us. We want to know what you the see. Hell out of we'll bring it up. We're always looking for more shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure everyone loves listening to us ramble for an hour every week. I know they do. I know. <laughs> there is some special. We do. We take you know your suggestions very seriously. We want to know more and more about all that. Uh, and you can find us all those things. You search up relative reaction on Facebook, you'll find it. Search up relative reaction on Twitter, you'll find it. Email us relative reaction gmail.com and then. If that is just too much and you're, you're scared of that, it's okay because I put the links in the description every single week just so that way you don't have to worry about trying to search it, maybe right. finding Good job. something crazy, Good job. there's incestual porn out about it. I don't want you stumbling upon that. What I do want you stumbling upon is our pages and giving us some of this feedback. I love listening to your feedback and all. Yeah, we got a really good message on our Facebook. I would like to just bring that up. Yes, we did. And also, another thing, while, uh, before we get too much into this mess, because it's a longer one this week, is I also want to let you know, go to our iTunes, and please, please rate us oh, yes. on that five-star oh, yeah, comment yeah, for what that. you say. That really helps us on the podcast. Things. We are trying to move up this ladder and uh, you know, start getting more and more seen. Now that we're getting a little more selfish, we want to start getting seen as a podcast right. and not just as a small little group. So I just... Throwing that out there, that really does help us. I, we do appreciate that. I can't, words can't express how much gratitude I have for Very all of y'all's folks. support 
especially at this beginning stage. And I mean, now we're on episode 21, but there are some of you that have truly given your all to support us from yes, episode thank one. thank you, thank you, and double thank you. And I, I just, I'm very, very appreciative of Yes, that. sir. So, anyway, going back on, <laughs> last week, if you remember, our episode was Angry, Boring, and Fat. <laughs> That's me! I know, right? I, was, I thought I was writing a, a little self-biography there for a second, but no. <laughs> That's going to be the title of my book when I go, baby. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm not going to lie. I would buy that book. If someone titled their biography, that, I'd be like, yes. all right, I'm, I'm intrigued. Let's go. Um, uh, Larry, as a lot of you know, he guest, uh, guest hosted yes. on one of our yes. episodes. He's constantly commenting. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us know him a little bit better than others. As he's our faithful listener. <laughs> and but, my honey. <laughs> but he did put a, a, a comment on this last week, and it, it kind of went a little... A little more in-depth than a lot of our stories, but I want to make sure we bring this up. It said, okay, I'm going to apologize in advance. This is like it lengthy, as I believe you missed an important part talking about the poor being a choice, which you remember, Bren, you yes. brought up uh, one of your stories last week was about is poor a choice, or is it, you know, kind of yes. just given to you? Do you get a choice or not in that? Mm-hmm. And he said, my short answer is yes, it's a choice. He said, but we make choices all day, every day. True. Did you get out of bed today? Why? You made a choice for some reason or another, whether it be for a job, whether it be because you were bored, whether it be because you had to pee. There was a reason behind that. You know, you wanted to get out of Mine is usually the latter. Yeah. Mine is usually the very first one to get out of I'm going to be in 30 minutes. I should probably start getting up and getting ready. Uh, he said, but for whatever reason, that was important to you. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It was your choice. Uh-huh. I get that some are born into poverty-stricken areas. However, there are ways out, and there are also plenty of jobs that pay decent wages with plenty of advancement opportunities. They may not be your dream job, but if you're only concerned about wages and exiting where you live, it won't matter to you. You will take advantage of this opportunity and achieve your goal. If you don't take advantage of it, it's because you don't like those jobs and that you're choosing to remain in the position you are in. There are many people doing jobs that they don't care for, but they enjoy payday. Now, for the real point I'm trying to get at, since when does your job and income define you? Why can't we be happy where we are? What happened to just say to the saying, don't try to keep up with the Joneses? Some of the happiest and generous people live in, uh, and most generous people live in poor states. We need to quit focusing on the money and look at all the other aspects of life. Amen. Thanks for the podcast and thought-provoking stories. He makes an extremely, extremely good point. I, I just, love the we point so, you made. We were so on that story last week about how, it, you know, are you poor by choice? Are you not? What's the reason? Right. We did kind of forget the point. Why, why, why is that exactly. the main focus? Why you're does it matter right. if you're poor? 100%. If you can sustain life, you can be happy there. Right. You know, why is that the point of why, happiness? Yes. Why is happiness not, oh, yeah, it's a poverty-stricken area, but look at all the history of the mills here. Or, oh, yeah, it's because my great-great-great-grandma was always here, and now we're here, and we own a little general store up the road now, and just things like that. And that makes a very valid point there. It truly does. It surely does. I, I did completely and totally gloss over that fact, and he's right. Yeah. Your money, your salary, your wages should not be the first thing people know about you. There's so much more to your life than just, I make this much an hour, this much a year, you know. It is. And when he put, the, the line that hit me the most in his comment back to us 
was when he said that some of the happiest and most generous people live in poor states. Not necessarily in, in poor states in my case, but I will tell you some of my greatest people that I've ever met in my life and some of the people that were the most generous to me when I was hurting were some of the poorest people that I was friends with. People that didn't know if they were going to afford rent next month. Those are some of the people that came out and helped me at a moment's notice at 2 a.m. when, you know, life is going on. Those are some of the people that helped me the most. So it is true, you know, it's not always a state of mind or happiness, not necessarily a state of your wallet. I'll never forget, this involved your father, as a matter of fact. When you were younger, we used to go to uh, soup kitchens and such on Thanksgiving just to show you how others lived, you know, so you didn't become a little too conceited or whatever. And we were there, and uh, my husband's job at that time, you know, they like a little assign things, and his job was to uh, take uh, the dinners they had them all boxed up, and you take them out to people who can't get to you. I remember doing that with yes. him, riding around to the different right. people that were cool And he mobile. went, like, way out in places of Georgia that I've never seen, and I lived there for 10 years. So he goes out to these places, and he goes to this one home. He said, honey, there had to be at least seven people living in this little one-room place. He said it was a shack, a hut. He's like, and those people, as I was delivering the meals offered to have me in for food that is amazing so you know he has a point it is and that it's stories like that just warm your heart and realize that it isn't all remind you i guess that it isn't all right. about money it's hey i i did want to bring up because thank you for kind of giving us that little little segue into that uh so but just like that that's how we want y'all to be every week. We want to hear from you. Yes, if there's sir, a point with, we're not perfect. No, I know for a fact well, there's... Close. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know for a fact that there are certain things we brought up in these podcasts and facts and lists that you have made or I've oh, made or yeah. whatever that were incorrect. Oh, yes. Or that, that we, we didn't forget know. certain... And with me, when I'm writing an article, it becomes very black and white to me. And I forget about all that gray area, so sometimes I yes. need a little prodding. Sometimes we get so pertinent on the, making sure our, our facts are listed. Exactly. That we forget the reasons. Or like even, there are times we mess up, like you were talking the other time about our quizzes being out. Yes. Well, we happen to find out a week later that that wasn't true. That article was actually incorrect that we were gathering that info right. from. Uh, on that and there time, were, what and there's like say? 400 of them now, yeah. not so, many, and it went down drastically, but we happen to see that, oh mm-hmm. wow, well, it, it, we're not perfect. <laughs> we close. do this every week because we enjoy it, and I mean, obviously you should know that none of this is always, I mean, we, we try to put our facts in there, but yeah. know that this is a comedy podcast. It's an opinion podcast so I, we're not always I try hard. let us know if we mess things up because we're exactly. going to because at the end of the day we're doing this to hopefully get some laughs out there throw our opinion out there and we want to get that ball rolling and we want to get that talk going with y'all yeah. about and have oh, people wow, what does that make thinking. you think what yeah. does that make that's what we're doing it for exactly. so believe and if me we try to get our stats and our facts correct but sometimes they're not yes. you know believe me we spend this is not a a one-day task for us no, this is an no, all no. week thing because right. we do try to get as many facts out there as we can we do try to you know research the best of our ability 
but unfortunately we have lives and there are things sometimes we miss. Amen? I work a full-time job. You're, you, yes, you might be retired, but that doesn't mean you don't have a buttload of stuff to do on the week that you always have listed out. <laughs> so do. we do I'm our best, maker. but we, we mess up sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'm fully, fully open to admitting that, hey, we fucked up. Hey, that fact of my quiz was wrong. My bad. Or, hey, I completely missed that point about Paul. We got onto the money part. We've completely forgot what about the happiness day. Yeah, we miss exactly. things. But the biggest part of that that I want to get is please comment and all and let us know. Mm-hmm. And if, even if you agree or even if you think we hit every point possible but you don't agree with our opinion, we want to know too. I might say your opinion shit. I don't care. But guess what I want to hear still? Exactly. I do. I want to we may agree. Up. We may disagree. That's still want to hear it. At the end of the day, we're here for to give our overrated opinions, make you laugh hopefully a couple times. That is my end goal anyways. Yep. A person that was always kind of one to go to laughter for things. I, I do my best to get a laugh out there every week. And the beer helps. <laughs> <laughs> helps you or the listeners? I, it, it might help them both. <laughs> Anyway, getting on to this week, because we're not angry, boring, and fat anymore. No, we this week. What is our first story? We are veteran happy this week. <laughs> Yay, Veterans Day. Okay. So my first story is all about Arlington, some Arlington facts. I just thought that would be apropos for today. Okay. I, now, if you've never been to Arlington, I have my suggestion. Go. Go if you get the chance. It was amazing. Yes, I can tell you this. I went once in my life. I was, I think, 10, 9 or 10. Yeah. I was younger. But I still, to this day, remember it. Oh, it was very impactful. Even to be at that younger age, I can tell you everything about that place. And I remember being so awed and even at a young age being speechless in a way. Yes. Like, oh, that's saying something for nine or ten-year-olds to make them speechless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was awesome. But I got some simple facts here. Like, the Arlington Cemetery is 624 acres. They house the dead soldiers, starting from the Civil War. They're run by the U.S. Army, which I didn't know if everybody knew it wasn't the entire service, but it's particularly the Army that runs it. It's divided into 70 sections, including a nurse section, a chaplain section, and then particular war sections. You know, Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Korean War, and I so forth. I knew about the sections, even the chaplain section, because I know... Right, it's called uh, Chaplain Unfortunately, Hill. I know someone buried up there, but I did know about the sections. I did not know it was the Army for some reason. In my mind, it was the Mar- I knew it wasn't all services, mm-hmm. but I always thought it fell into the Marines. Maybe yeah, it's because I confused it with the United States Army soldiers Corps. have the guard there as the Marines. Maybe that's where I was. Maybe. Fell in my mind was, well, they're all Marines then. <laughs> now, of course, one of the biggest parts of going to Arlington is viewing the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. This is one of the most sacred areas in the United States, if you ask me. This has been guarded since 1937. That is amazing. That is tenacity, baby. Now, the routine for this is 21 steps behind the tomb on the black mat. Turn east, 21 seconds. Turn north, 21 seconds. 
take 21 steps back down the mat behind the tomb. And this repeats until the changing of the guard, which differs um, with the seasons, actually. Yes. So, and of course, we all know 21 is like the highest number for military. It's the 21-gun salute and so forth. Yes. So it's a very... very important for the 21. Yes, which, which I, I think is amazing because they've been through all kinds of weathers. Even oh, when yeah. That, even when the, I can't remember which hurricane it was that took up the East Coast and right. the D.C. area hard, and they actually evacuated all of D.C., and they told them, by the President of the United States, told them they are allowed to relinquish guard mm-hmm. for a momentary time, and they refused. That's right. They which was, and protected. to me, it was just amazing that even still though doing you were literally... The, still doing the walk, the, the, the just, it, it was, it's amazing. No, no one's, one's there to watch that ceremony. No, no one knows because everybody's evacuated and they were still doing it every time. Amen. That's amazing. Yes. That is honor. That is. That is honor to the upteenth. Agreed. They conduct 6,900 burials a year at Arlington. Wow. It's a... Uh, not actually the most in the United States, though. There's another um, cemetery. It's also a military cemetery that does like 7,000 or 7,200 a year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is, it's still amazing if you ask me. 396 Medal of Honor recipients are buried there. That is, if you get a Medal of Honor, you're almost guaranteed a spot, so to speak. Oh, yeah. There. Uh, and, of course, if you're like a president, you're almost guaranteed a spot as well. Every Veterans Day, there is a wreath-laying ceremony, an observance program, and a performance done by the U.S. Marine Band. And every Veterans Day, so far since they started this, however long ago, I mean, it was started, the Veterans Day service, I can't even remember how long ago. Probably right after Veterans Day was. Yeah, it was. It was. um, So it would have been right after World War One. Every time they do this for Veterans Day, it has been standing room only. It is completely free. That would be amazing. And it is always been standing room only. That would be an amazing opportunity. That amphitheater they have there that we visited. That is completely filled, completely, and just standing room. That's all that's left. And people strive to get in there just to honor all these veterans. And I cannot stand anybody who says anything about honoring war because you're not honoring a war. You are honoring these soldiers and these veterans. Big difference. I had a friend um, who has seen some. She was a reporter, and she went downrange a couple times. She went firsthand, so unfortunately she has seen death up close and that's mm-hmm. she imposed everything you know the, the smell of human flesh you'll never forget type scenarios that are just horrible war stories right and she is actually against the war yes i don't think and, anybody's pro war i mean i don't i don't like but she just made an amazing amazing post to it. and maybe it's because she is a reporter by nature maybe that's why she's such a good story writer and knows right. how to make a point across so well but she just did a great job of putting about how I about Veterans Day about supporting the veterans and she does support the war. She's actually in the I can't remember what it's called Veterans for something, 
but it's talking about veterans against, it's essentially like veterans that are against war and against the reason why we're there, that don't agree with us being, that think we all need to come home. Right. But it's, it's a whole group and she's actually part of that. And she was just made a very good point about to, you know, what she's seen and how she doesn't agree with being over there and she can't stand, she thinks we should all be home and how against the war she is, but how she's not against the veterans. Now even herself as a veteran can be against that. Amen. It was just, a, the way she worded it was just, very amazing. I wish I, if I remember, I should have saved it for this week. And I didn't even think to bring it up. I was just reading. I think I was so caught up in the moment of reading it at the time. I was just like, wow. I'm just saying to all you out there, if you can, or if you have, because you won't get this till after Veterans Day, just an honest thank you to a veteran. That's it. That's all you got to do, babe. They deserve it. Oh, yeah. Your stories. Well, are I am not near as creative and smart enough to do themed weeks as we found out for Halloween week when I even said I was going to try and I failed. <laughs> so obviously I didn't do near as good on that side as, as you did with making these little themes and all oh, this came up. So my stories are all out there. Nothing to do with that. Sorry. Uh, however, my first story, and this one is I'm pretty excited for, not only because it is crazy, stupid, funny, insane, but because it's local, as you all know, we broadcast out of southwestern PA. So we are about 45 minutes to an hour away from Pittsburgh is our next like, big city right around us. That's like the big city. And it's about 45 minutes to get into the cities. And well, it's beautiful. It actually, I, I will say as someone that's traveled a lot, and I think my heart will always belong in Kansas City nowadays, at least a bit. Pittsburgh is probably the prettiest city I've ever seen. Just, I don't know, it has a beauty to it. You don't even have to like the city to admire the beauty of it. Like I said, my heart probably still lies in Kansas City, but damn, Pittsburgh is beautiful. I can honestly say that after seeing so many of these big cities and seeing Chicago and Indianapolis and Atlanta and L.A. And I've, seen, you know, I've got the pleasure to see all these big cities, Milwaukee. I, there's something beautiful about Pittsburgh. It really is. Agreed. Uh, but my story is freeballing. Oh, that don't sound right. Oh, 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 it gets better. <laughs> A naked man was arrested for jumping on moving cars. Oh, baby. There's your headline. Let's go deeper. That'll make you read a story. I don't care who you are. Let's go deeper. Uh, uh, this was last week, actually, this happened. Uh, in Shadyside, which Shady is a suburb of Pittsburgh. Or not a suburb, it's actually a section of Pittsburgh, I mean. Uh, right near the busy Bakery Square and Bakery Living Apartments, uh, police witnesses called 911 about a naked man running through the streets and leaping on top of moving cars. Uh, Adam Koyser, who you're going to hear his name a couple times here because I take a lot of quotes from him. He was one of the main people that um, like talked to reporters and tore his side. He said he drove down Living Place as a shortcut and then saw the scene unfold. So this homeboy was literally just trying to cut through and do, hey, it's a little bit quicker if I go through Shady Side and cut over. And he got caught right in the middle. He said, just taking a shortcut and surprises around every corner. Coyser said he kept driving and the suspect didn't jump on his car, thankfully. Um, <laughs> when anyone sees a full-grown naked man leaping vehicle to vehicle, at first it's jarring. And then you kind of think, wow, I wish I had that type of freedom. Which he brings a good point. If I saw that, both thoughts would cross my mind and be like, what the fuck? And... And then my third would be, 
drugs or alcohol? Which one do you think? <laughs> yeah, you start, start, start making that. Okay. okay. <laughs> the incident landed the 22-year-old Cameroon Lowell in jail for resisting arrest. Police said when officers arrived, he acted in an aggressive manner and ignored all verbal commands. They actually had to deploy a taser on his butt, so a taser in the ass, and brought him down to the sidewalk, and then he still continued to resist arrest. So they shackled his ankles, and of course, this entire ordeal attracted a crowd around them. Because this is yeah. not. Yeah. When a naked guy care. gets tased, it's going to be a crowd. I don't care how big the city is, this isn't an everyday occurrence. No. This doesn't happen all the time. Uh, so, uh, for the young people, that would have been a traumatizing event, and also have to explain to their kids what they just saw, said Poison. <laughs> Police said they believe the specific was under the influence of some type of controlled substance. No shit. Um, Surprise! But, uh, Spoiler alert! The request for more info was not immediately answered, obviously, because police aren't going to on an ongoing case, which no, right. I get it, whatever. Uh, he was facing charges that included indecent exposure, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct, open lewdness, public drunkenness, obstruction of highways or public pastures, and pedestrian under the influence. All right, all right. How about... Slapping his weenie in the wind, is that against law? Uh, I, think I that believe be that law. comes under... Now, see, I could be wrong. I don't know if it falls under the open lewdness or the indecent exposure. Okay. Pretty sure it's going to fall under one of them. Got it. Got it. <laughs> this is where the doing a helicopter with your dick on top of a moving car comes into play. Please, somebody throw their hat. Hurry! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> God. I just... I, oh, my gosh. Well, it's believe. in Pittsburgh, so instead of hat, it would be like, somebody throw a terrible towel, quick, quick! <laughs> Catch it! You know, this is a story that I would have brought up, no matter where the hell it was, in the world. If I saw a story, this would have been on my podcast. But the good. fact that it's right up the road, I don't know if it makes me more proud or a little more frightened that that should happen right up the road from me. To a place where I just was last night... Watching the Empire Trails in the city center. Yeah, yeah. No um, naked feller? I didn't see any oh, naked. Well, damn. I did see Joe with his shirt off. Oh. So. I love you, Joe, but wow. I don't. Yeah, put it back on. Yeah, he Nailed. didn't. He did not. <laughs> but so that was that's, my first that's story. That's a good story there. You, just, uh, you gotta laugh. You, you naked gotta, fella. Yeah. I couldn't believe that that was real. That sounds like one of those, like, um, Onion news story that you read, and you're like, Holy shit, this actually happened. There was a naked dude jumping on moving cars from car to car in the middle of downtown Shadyside. I love it. I love it. Anyway, moving Good stuff. on. Good stuff. Like I said, I hope to, this is the parts where I hope to get you to laugh throughout the week. I hope you get to listen to that story and start laughing over the fact that, that was a real thing that happened. Someone in this world that happened, and some poor cop had to be on his back to arrest him and shackle him. Now that, Put my on your sir. gloves, sir, please. No, you need a whole condom suit for that shit, because yeah. I don't want to be... I bet searching him was kind of easy, though. Well, yeah, that, that, that part... Is there anything... Oh, well, that one might poke me, but other than that... Vibration? <laughs> is anything going to poke me? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, I, I just, and then I'm thinking to myself, like, then they had to transport him to jail. So, someone's cop car 
Oh, dude, put a mat down, something, a blanket. Does anybody have a garbage bag? You know that dude was like, I'm not going back on the road. I gotta sanitize that shit. I just can't. I can't do this. Something's gonna happen. Some unknown ass was sitting there. No. Needs whooshing. Oh my goodness. Those poor, poor officers. Moving on, though, we got our package thoughts for this week. And I am excited for this one because I we sell these where I work. And I keep passing them, wanting them, or wanting to try them. But I keep telling myself, because I knew we had this for a package thoughts coming up and scheduled down. So I'm like, like, just wait, just wait it out. So I'm like, I know there's a package thoughts coming up. I'm like, I just gotta wait, I just gotta wait. I just, and it is taking everything I have not to buy these at work to try these out. They so. do look and sound pretty good. Let us know what we're trying. Okay, we are trying Mr. Cheezos, the crunchy real cheese snack. Brought to you by. No. They're, uh, we got Parmesan flavor, but they have six different flavors Parmesan, cheddar, French onion, barbecue, Tuscan herb, and chili. We decided to go with the Parmesan. I, yeah, I there's really quite a few. I would try the French onion, the cheddar. Oh, the I would try probably all of them. I think yeah. they only sell the cheddar and Parmesan at work, but the Tuscan one just sounds really good to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Get a little Mediterranean happening yeah. there. All right, well, anyway, these are like ring-shaped, and they have a hole in the center, obviously. Well, they'd have been good for the naked guy. Oh, you could have just sat there and tossed them. See what happens. <laughs> That's oh, now I hope not seeing the size of them now. Yeah, possible. It was cold. It was cold last week. <laughs> and cheesy. Very cheesy. I'm getting a lot of cheese. You know, these are touted as a healthy snack, and they're kind of good. They're not bad for a healthy snack. They got none of that healthy aftertaste that you get, you know? Like our RX bar last week. <laughs> yeah, that one. These are full of protein. Low carb, no sugar, no hormones. So, and a shit ton of flavor. I kind of like those. They're very cheesy. You gotta like cheese. Well, I mean, they're cheesos. They're they're literally cheese. Mm, those are good. Flavors. I want to really try the French onion now. Yeah, I want to try more flavors. Those are hella good. They are good. I would get those if I were you. This would make a perfect road trip snack. Yes, yes, it would very much so. I could so see myself on the road, have those mm-hmm. like center console, and snack on those as I go. Most definitely, those are really, really good. Those are good, and they're made with real cheese, like I said, so you're not getting your preservatives and your nasties. Yeah, this I will say this doesn't taste like I'm trying to think of a good example, but you know, those fake cheeses out there. Oh, yeah, they can taste good in products sometimes, but you know, like it's Cheetos, not real cheese. Mean? Exactly, you know, like Cheetos or cheeses. You know, right. well, I guess cheese is real now, but still, you know, having it doesn't have like you know it's real. You can yeah, taste you the can difference. definitely taste the real. You Parmesan. can taste the difference, and it is very, very and they're gluten free too, folks. Oh, that's awesome. They're made from Sonona Creamery since 1931. Oh wow, that is are really good. I like that. Which kind of surprised me to see they're made in California. I thought they would be made in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, I guess so with the cheese, huh? My mind, anything big in cheese is going to be, oh, Wisconsin. It's actually California. Yeah, Those were, those were good. If you see them good. out there, Mr. Cheezos, I yeah. would get them. Those they're really, worth the really money. Good. They're they're tasty, and it's a healthy snack, so. Yeah, no, those were hella good. I would definitely, definitely buy those again. I, I will buy those again. I don't want to say I will. I, I will buy these again. 
Yeah, my husband's a diabetic. Those would be good for him. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Good, good after, after uh, two, two weeks, weeks of not asking. Yuck, yuck. Yeah. We're going to go into my second story. And again, I'm in a veteran day kind of mood. So, salute to y'all out there. Which is ironic, because just so you know, we don't record this so far in advance. It's actually after Veterans Day even recording this. Okay. World War II mystery sorry. solved. <laughs> sorry. John. <You're> not sorry. <laughs> not really. John Cummings, 22, headed to World War II from Wisconsin. But soon after, in a small French village, he vanished from his foxhole. All that was left was a helmet with a bullet hole in it. That's all his friends have found and his other platoon members. Would it be a platoon? I mean, depending, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's all that was left. For the next 74 years, he was declared missing in action. MIA. That's all they had. Uh, And then... The military found a solitary grave that was found across the Rhine River, which is where his foxhole was located. Okay. So, and they, all they found was a tiny wooden cross. So they didn't know what it was. And of course, back in those days, they didn't have any of the technology that we have nowadays. So they just knew it was a soldier, plain and simple. Yeah, you just know, okay, this is... And a lot of times when you were in a foxhole... In case you were captured, that you were actually told to uh, move things from your uniform that said who you were or what rank you were and all that. So it was very hard to to tell who these people were. You're only supposed to give the information that's on your dog tags themselves. Right. Okay. Now, of course, his mother and his father wrote letters, wanted to give um, money for ransom or for... uh, rewards for anybody having information they wanted to know what happened to their child oh yes even the worst case scenario is better at least knowing right but of course in 74 years they had since passed the mother and the father he had one remaining sister who had 12 children we know what she was doing so uh, after a state-of-the-art computer data and dna comparisons the defense department finally announced that it was indeed John Cummings. That is so cool. They have quietly buried him beside his parents in Wisconsin. Full honors. And um, just to put this out there, just so you know why we honor veterans, Cummings was one of 72,797 American soldiers unaccounted for from World War II. Wow. A staggering number. Yes. That is, it's a heart, it's, it's depressing in one way, yep. but heartwarming in another that we finally brought him home. Yes. And he got to things, lay next, next to, to his, his parents. parents. So his parents finally got the closure, even if it was after death, of being right. next to their son again. There you go. Even if it was after death, it's all right. And next I can only imagine the me. emotions of his sister. Oh, yeah. The happiness, the sadness, exactly. The, the wishing, the other knowing. people could experience this, exactly. like her parents. The final closure, because you know, even after seventy-four years, there's something always in the back of my mind going. I wonder what happened to my brother. Yeah, wonder exactly. What happened to John. I just want to know. And they said what they can surmise from it 
is that he was in his foxhole. He had all his regala on his uniform removed so that they, you know, if, the, if he was captured by the enemy, he would not, they wouldn't know who he was. And uh, they said he was probably shot and dragged into the river and left for dead. Their guess is that because they were in this small French village is somebody from the village saw his body and gave him a proper burial. And 74 years later, they got to find out who it was. Wow. So that's amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Again, I'm going to change paces a lot. That was a sobering story. Kind and of brought a little next one is not sobering. sobering. I mean, really, not, not much about, about me sober, sober so... Story's damn sure aren't sobering. We know the last naked guy wasn't sober. God, no. <laughs> uh, and the next story is job opening. Newspaper humiliated by a typo. Uh-oh. The Pratt Tribune in Pratt, Kansas, suffered a humiliating typo and their, in their print edition of their October 28th newspaper. So this is about almost a month ago, about three weeks ago. Uh, someone took a photograph of the, the newspaper and shared it on Twitter, which kind of made it you know, go viral. Yeah. Uh, it simply says, students get first-hand job experience. Oh, well, oh, that's some, what school do they go to? No, no punctuation there at all. So, I mean, they're getting a great hand job for the first time is the way I read it and the way I'm jealous of it. Honestly, I want to be a student in Kansas. I just want to know what school that is and how do the teachers, what do you, I, is that the job opening is the teacher? I personally want to be a student there. Uh. I wonder well, if it's sad. like a paid one. You know, you have to pay to go there. Oh, I didn't think about that. Do you have to wear a uniform? Then? What would the uniform well, be? What would the uniform? Yeah, okay. Is it like a Chippendale uniform? Like, uh, you know, uh, a little elephant down there. Who knows? Uh, a short fluff piece was initially written by Gail Rose. Now, that's not nice. A short fluff piece. They can't help it. They're children yet. <laughs> <laughs> They're students. <laughs> And, and one, one day, day they will soon become the <laughs> uh, But it was missing an important hyphen in the headline. Yeah, it say. was corrected in their digital version, but I mean, obviously the physical copies are totally lost. Uh, what it was supposed to say was a first hand, as in first hyphen hand. Yes. Job experience. Talking right. about they all got to do like career days. It was supposed to be something simple and nice like that. But that of definitely course, brings another meaning to career. wonderful world of online media, when this went viral, and because it was shared on Twitter, it went most viral on Twitter, we got amazing responses out of it. And I want to share some of these. Yes, yes, please do. I'm excited. Uh, we have this one person, Annie Hughes Justin, uh, says, Someone deserves a stiff talking to. <laughs> I like him. I like him. You got Catherine Vi, who put must have been the editor's first time because their hyphen broke. <laughs> that one I had see me what laughing. she did there. I like it. That was one of my favorite. High five, good friend. I like it. And you also had Bart Smolders who said, these sorts of grammar mistakes rub some people the wrong way. <laughs> you go, Bart. And then, of course, you had some of the grammar people out there, you know, debating whether it should be first hand without a hyphen in just one word or should it have blah, 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 blah. Uh, the problem is, is the fact that it's still published and it's still outright. And no matter which way you think first hand should be spelled or written, right. it was not done that way. No, <laughs> no, no. So 
thankfully, with this whole debate going on, you know how first Candace was feeling, there was one person that liked to put it back in focus. And that was this Mr. Paul Kruzeski. I don't know. Nail it! I'm sorry. He put, is it hand space job or is it hand job? Which I think is a much more valid question. So, uh, that was that was my say story. Like I said, not much into it. Definitely a different tone of voice in that story. But oh, that, I mean, my favorite was the gal that put the, was the first time. Cause the yes! That was my first favorite. Though I am very appreciative of Paul getting us back on track when we need to focus on the real grammar issues here. Is there a space in hand job or is it one word? Right? Am I right or am I right? <laughs> you gotta have priorities, people. <laughs> I liked it. That was a good story. That's a good, good. I just, I liked it. That's all I'm saying. Good stuff. All right, we all know what that means. Last clip. I like to do that in that style. It's like show me style. Okay. We know. Yeah. Anyway, again with the veterans. Hello. Okay. These are celebs and veterans. Some of these you may know, some may shock you, but these are a handful of celebrities that are also veterans. What shocks me is you thought you could pull off that accent there. Hello, a spot of tea. <laughs> Just I'm don't. so good. Anyway, number one, Everyone the man knows. in black, JC. I love you, Johnny Cash. We miss you. Anyway, he was Air Force vet. Yes, Gotta he was. love that right there. Dun, dun. Number two, Chris Christopherson, you good-looking hunk of a man you were. He is a veteran from the Army. Yeah, and, of course, number three, we probably all know, Mr. Els Presley. Thank you very much. He was Army, of course, we all know that. But that was awesome, because you got to love Elvis. I don't care who you are. <laughs> My, My grandmother would agree. Yes. Number four, Miss B. Arthur. Is a veteran of the Marines. Ooh, really? Yeah, go B, baby. She a bitch. Okay. Number five, the hot man, Chuck Norris. I did know that. Air Force, of course. Yes. That's why the Air Force is better than all the other branches. Amen, we have Chuck. (laughs) Enough said. Number six, Paul Newman, you handsome devil, from the Navy. The Navy. I'm sure a lot of guys called him handsome. Yeah, I'm sure she, yeah, 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 okay. Number seven, <laughs> we'll leave that one. Morgan Freeman, badass. Oh, yes, I love Also, Air Force, hello. You got to have the best. I might be a little biased when it comes to the service branches, but Air Force, go. Ay, yes. Number eight, Mr. Drew Carey was a Marine. I actually didn't know that because when I first heard that fact, I was surprised. I was a little surprised myself. He didn't see Marine material, but hey. You just don't think of, the Marines are such a serious branch to yes, deal with. exactly. You don't think of a comedian being a Marine. A Marine, right. You just don't pitch them as stoic. And This is the one that surprised me the most. Number nine, Jimi Hendrix. Really? That's my guitar. Yeah, it was not a good one. But it was. And he was Army. I did not know that, though. I did not know Jimi Hendrix. Oh, that's kind of cool. That is freaking sweet. Hell yeah. Number 10, Mr. Clint Eastwood. He was Army. 
And he does a hell of a lot for the veterans yet. Yes, he does. Mr. Clem. Thank you. Number 11 was Mel Brooks. He was in the Army. Such great producer and director of movies like Spaceballs. (laughs) Yes. Okay, we got all of them for that alone. Number 12, Mr. Humphrey Bogart. He was Navy. Number 13, Johnny Carson. Here's Johnny. Was Navy. Number 14, Ed McMahon, also from the Johnny Carson show, was a Marine, baby. And to finish this list, I saved the best for last, Mr. George Carlin. He was Air Force. Yeah, got a lot, Georgie. I just thought that was kind of interesting. Now, of course, there's hundreds and hundreds of more out there that are Mm -hmm. veterans. I just picked 15. Yeah, just 15 randos. I loved it, though. Uh, Jimi Hendrix surprised me the most. I didn't know, I didn't know Missy B. That was the only one I didn't know. I knew all of them on the list. I mean, 13 out of 15. That's awesome. But there, those two I did not... No. Did not know. Kind of cool. I locked up. So, my last my last clip of the day. Again, still on the veteran track. I'm sorry. <sighs> and what's bad is I'm so, so into Veterans Day and Honor Veterans. I, I got to work there. He is so pro military. And I, I got to wear my pin and yeah. help out all the vets that came in that day and, and give them free stuff. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just didn't go without my stories. I don't know why. <laughs> but my last clip of the day is what is proper? Alex Trebek reveals the contestants that he hated the most, like the contestant type. He hates the most. Okay, because Alex don't hate nobody. He's too proper. No, but this these types of contestants, like this style, are is what or is who bothers him the most. Like Ooh, Alex would sleep. love me. I'm sure of it. I should be uh, on. Obviously, Jeopardy. over the over the years, there's been much debate on like the correct way to play Jeopardy. Whether mm-hmm. there's style, whether there's etiquette, whether you know what numbers you pick. What yeah, order? Is, is there etiquette? Do you have to do a certain ways? I hate the but, ones that go all over the board. And just saying. I don't like the ones that have to, like, jam the button. Like, Oh, okay. yes. Like they're, Even if you hit yes. it a couple of times, like, I get you're in the moment. Like, oh, I know, I know. I, I get that. But, but the, the ones that, like, do it violently just kind of scare me. Yeah. <laughs> or double, triple tap or whatever. The ones that just can't press it once. The ones that got to go. You're like, stop it. Stop it now. See, I can do them more than once. I can't do it when they start doing, like, angrily and they start, like, holding the buzzer up in their hands. And you're just like, okay, dude, you're white knuckling. I can see you. Calm the fuck down. Amen. Uh, but, and you would think that Alex Shrek would have stayed out of these debates and remained impartial like he has in the past. But my guess is he's feeling emboldened by his upcoming retirement, you know, getting a little, I can do whatever I want. Um, I'm leaving. Okay, uh, yeah, baby. But he spoke frankly about his least favorite type of contestant in a recent interview. Uh, he did it with Vulture, was who he did the interview with. Longtime fans of the show will likely not be surprised with his answer, and I don't think you're going to be very surprised with his answer, in all honesty. Okay. He says, what bothers me is when contestants jump all over the board, even after daily doubles have been dealt with. Yes! Which is funny, because it's literally just saying you had no yes! idea. That was- I hate it too, Alex. We're kindred spirits, I'm telling you. And, um, the only Canadian I love right there. That's not true. There's a couple of no. Canadians. Dudley do right. I love you too. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, he says, now this strategy has been employed by like certain champions of Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
Arthur Shu, Buzzy Cohen, Austin Rogers. These are all people that have won multiple things and you know, oh, yeah. some of the biggest winners in Jeopardy. And they use these strategies. Hate it. He said, by hopping around the board, these contestants hope to initially kind of shush, or not shush, really, I can't speak, sorry, seek out the much-needed daily double bonuses. Oh, yes. He says, but then they continue to jump around in order to disrupt the flow of the categories and keep other contestants on the back of their heels. And this is a quote from Mr. Trebek. They're doing themselves a disservice, he continues. He said, when the show's writers construct the categories, they do it so there's a flow in the terms of difficulty. And if you jump to the bottom of a category, you might get a clue that would be easier to understand if you'd begun at the top of the category and saw how those clues worked. So you got to see, like, how their yes. method was. There's a reason to it. He said, uh, Trebek's philosophy is certainly a more conservative one that closely adheres to the spirit of the game. But many young contestants just don't care about that anymore. They're more interested in working the system to their advantage rather than relying on the vast wealth of trivial knowledge that you right. possess when you own. Because let's face it, no matter who you are when you own Jeopardy, you got some of that trivial knowledge. You're a pretty smart oh, yeah. person as far as facts go. Right. Uh, but he said, and this is awesome, he said he flatly suggested that the contestants, quote, know the material. And he invoked the words of former Oakland Raider owner Al Davis, just win, baby. <laughs> so. I love you, Alex. So that was my last clip because I just thought I, I just thought it was kind of cool that he finally he doesn't do many interviews about no. Jeopardy. No, he does no, a lot of interviews, no. but not about Jeopardy. Mm-mm. Like his about Jeopardy's are oh, you're well, gonna keep the mustache this? or shave it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of weird news. to see him go about you know what contestant bothers the most is something we never yeah. think Alex would really admit to one way or another. I agree with him 110%, folks. Yes, I, it is annoying because I like, I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of a nerd, and when Jeopardy's on, I catch myself watching the entire episode. I love Jeopardy. Trying to guess questions, so it's Call true. me what you will, I love it. Used to watch it with my papa. Yeah. I, I remember even coming up and visiting with my grandfather before he passed, and Jeopardy being a big time of day. You go sit no, down. Both your grandfathers used to be huge Jeopardy biggies. You go sit with Pat during Jeopardy and watch it with him. And <laughs> only talk during the commercials. Yeah, well, you couldn't talk to one of the show and get it up so loud. Uh, amen. <laughs> you could hear it. It's like a freaking what a disco tech. You heard. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> oh. Hey, that that kind of brings us to the end, unfortunately. These stories I don't have any more for this week. I don't have any. Veteran stories all this Bye. week. Farewell <laughs> until we meet again. But the biggest veteran story I have is thank you to all of those Amen. who serve, uh, have served in the past or are serving currently in our service. So I many of you out there you deserve a huge so much. thanks. And even more so, especially those of you in the best part of the military, and that is ammo. United States Air Force ammo. If you ain't ammo, you ain't shit. If you are ammo, you in a world of shit. Come on, you've been to enough ammo rallies. Yeah, true. God, I'm so... (laughs) Your dad would be so disappointed in you. But seriously, thank you to all of you. And even more thank you to you guys listening. Yep, yep, yep. Listen to us ramble and... Beating ourselves because I know I do that a lot. Sorry. Yes, it does. My, it reminds me all the time. 
Speaking uh, of repeating yourself, honey. <laughs> no, I love her. I'm just joking. She's awesome. She's got a great sense of humor. She'll find it humorous. Uh, make sure you follow those links in the description that I do yes, post there. Yes, and rate us. Uh, they're not just for looks and shows. They're for you to click on and follow and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Email but you can us look email. them and show them to your friends. Go on to iTunes. Give us that little five-star click. Mm-hmm. Give us that little comment below. I don't care what you say. Hey, yep, yep. They all help us. Uh, the iTunes helps us on a business level. Really, really does. I can't explain that enough. Uh, but the Facebook and Twitter, that helps me on a personal level because it makes me remember that I'm doing this for more than just the sake of hearing my voice and hearing your voice every week, that you know, you're know you out there listening. And I, I love it. Yes, very I much I really so. do. I love doing the research for this. I, I love sitting down once a week. I get to cast aside all the shit that's going on and sit here and laugh and give out opinions. I love it. It's great. It's the greatest thing ever. I love it. So, like I said, make sure you do follow those links. Mm-hmm. Let us and know. Right. Let us know what you think of uh, think of the stories this week. If you hear yes. a cool headline, if you see any naked men jumping from car to car this week, let us know. Send us pics. Send us videos. We want to know. We want. Well, I, you know, I may not. See what see you that. can hang from it. Just throw something out there. See it's what Christmas sticks. almost. Put mistletoe on that shit. Oh, there you go. We're hanging wreath. Oh, you're so festive. I love it. <laughs> I am not kissing anything on that mistletoe. <laughs> but remember, as always here, we love our pets. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about dogs today with one of my co-workers. She's showing pictures of her dog. Uh, puppies and kitties and turtles. Exactly. We love animals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely adore them. So make sure you do help control the pet population so that way it doesn't get out of hand. Stay and neuter your pets and some, some of your relatives. Especially if they're naked downtown jumping on cars. Yeah, and if they have anything hanging from their nakedness.